Hey everyone, welcome to the Prince of Peace podcast, where our aim is to help you live and love like Jesus. I'm Lauren Hlaud, one of the pastors of Prince of Peace. We're glad that you're here and we hope you enjoy. Grace, peace, and joy be unto you from God the Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. I had lunch this week with Craig Miller, who's been our stewardship consultant a couple of times here at Prince of Peace, and he's also become a good friend and a mentor to me over the years, and so it's always good to get together and to catch up. I didn't plan it this way, but it just happened to work out that our meeting coincided with the last week of our stewardship emphasis for the year. And as we talked, he shared several things that hit me that I thought I would like to share today. The first was a quote from a favorite preacher of both of ours, William Willimon, who's now a retired Methodist bishop. And Willimon said something like this. He said, stewardship is often about more than money, but it's never about less than money. And we don't need to spend a great deal of time analyzing how this isn't the most popular time of year in the church. We don't necessarily like talking about money. It isn't the most fun thing to do. Thinking about how we spend the resources entrusted to us just not, isn't just always the most enjoyable thing that we get to do with our day. Yet, it is a reality for all of us. We need to do this task faithfully and wisely, both as individuals and as a congregation. So as individual families, we ask you to participate in the process of your congregation faithfully using the resources entrusted to it. And this means that we ask every member family to fill out a pledge card today, and if not today, then in the next few weeks, to help you think about your commitments and it helps the leaders of this congregation to plan our budget appropriately to be the best stewards that we can be with the resources you release for our shared mission in this place. There's no denying that the closer that every member grows towards the biblical witness of a 10% tithe of their resources committed to God's mission, that that helps us to accomplish more in the ministry of this community and in the world. And it's staggering to think about what would be possible with a 10% tithe from every family. For us here at Prince of Peace, it would mean $3 million more million to invest in our mission on an annual basis. Even an average of a 5% commitment from every family could more than double our budget from this year. The financial choices that we make really do make a difference in the ministry of our church. We've had a good year financially here at Prince of Peace, but there are still so many opportunities for us to make a difference in our outreach from Prince of Peace. There's more and more important, and this becomes more and more important for congregations like ours that are currently thriving. Craig shared with me that their organization did some recent analysis of giving trends in congregations across the country, and Given current trend data, they estimate that overall church giving will drop by 20% between 2018 and 2025. There are so many ministry partners out there that count on the support of congregations beyond even our own ministry here at Prince of Peace, which makes our giving so much more important. 
This is all true as we ask you to make your commitments for this coming year, keeping all of that in mind. But before we get there, I want to go back to the beginning of our thinking about stewardship. We want to go to the beginning of our thinking about the connection between God's benevolence and our own. And to lead into this discussion, I want us to return to our lesson for today. Time's moving on in this letter that Paul's writing to the church. The church has been around for a while, and it seems that things are getting a bit frayed at the edges of the community's keeping of the faith. And so Paul is reminding them of their baptismal calling. I solemnly urge you, he says, proclaim the message. Be persistent, whether the time is favorable or unfavorable. Convince, rebuke, and encourage with the utmost patience in teaching. For the time is coming when people will not put up with sound doctrine, but having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own desires and will turn away from listening to the truth wander away to myths. As for you, always be sober, endure suffering, do the work of an evangelist, carry out your ministry fully. The passage begins with pointing to the center of our lives and following Jesus. And why is it so important to follow Jesus? Well, it's important because there are all kinds of other answers out there vying for our allegiance They may look look great on the outside, but ultimately they come up empty. The reality is that for most of us, one of the most alluring temptations is to put our security in our possessions. We listen to those media teachers that serve our desires for more and better, and we fill our homes, our basements, our bank accounts with things that we are convinced will make us more happy and more secure. We live lives that, lives that are weighed down with the management and disbursement of our possessions, and when we stop and look at it all, we often wonder just how it was that we got here. Our possessions can become the center of our lives instead of our faith in Jesus. And the Apostle Paul here has one answer for us all, be persistent. Jesus urges us in the gospel lesson for today to be persistent in our prayers. Paul urges us here to be persistent in our sharing of the good news. And both of these things are tied to our persistence in being good stewards of our time, our talents, and our financial resources. Persistence in our prayers, in our sharing of the good news, and in the stewardship of God's gifts entrusted to us revolutionizes our lives. Take prayer, for instance, from our gospel lesson for today. What does it mean to lose heart? One author wrote in reflecting on this passage. He said the words that come to mind include weariness, resignation, numbness, despair. He says, when I lose heart, I lose my sense of focus and direction. My spiritual GPS goes haywire, the world turns a murky gray, and all roads lead to nowhere. And he continues later, what happens when we pray? What is prayer for? I can only speak from experience, but I know that when I persist in prayer, really persist, with a full heart over a long period of time, something happens to me. My sense of who I am, to whom I belong, what really matters in this life and why, these things mature 
and solidify. My heart grows stronger. It becomes less fragile and flighty. Once in a while, it even soars, and sometimes, here's the surprise, these good things happen even when I don't receive the answer I'm praying for. I think in a similar way, our giving becomes a form of prayer. It becomes a prayer because like our prayers, we can't always immediately see the fruits of our giving either. We aren't always given the warm fuzzy of seeing the miraculous happening as a direct result of our giving, but we remember then why we give. We give as a discipline with persistence that grounds us in the reality of God being the source of all of the good in our lives. It grounds us in the reality that our lives are better when God is at the center of our lives and not the ultimately empty pursuit of more possessions. So we are persistent in our giving. Which brings me to my final thought for today from my friend Craig. He frames up persistence in giving like this. He says, if you aren't currently giving, then start today. Make a commitment to give at some level to begin persistently placing God first. And if you're already giving, then begin to be more intentional in your plan for yearly giving. Begin to give an intentional percentage of your income. If you're giving an intentional percentage, then be persistent by growing that percentage each year. And if you've been growing each year, then grow to a tithe, giving 10% of your income, that biblical witness. And if you grow to a tithe, give beyond the tithe. It really can become contagious. The more you give, the better it feels, and the more you want to give, to know that you're growing beyond your obsession with your possessions. I know that a few years ago, we finally, as a family, grew to a tithe of our net income, and now we're working towards a tithe of our gross income that we share with important ministries each year. Once upon a time, that level of giving felt like it was out of the realm of possibility, but it was persistence in giving a little more and a little more until suddenly we had met and then exceeded a goal. We are all somewhere on the journey. The initial amount matters far less than our persistence. It's our persistence that begins to transform our hearts and our priorities, and it's our persistence that opens us up to the experiencing of more of the transformation of God's abundant hope at work in the world. Today is a day to give thanks to God for all that God does for us with every breath that we take. We start from there, and then through persistence, we see how God opens up avenues for our generosity with this mindset. Come along on the journey. As we seek to not listen to the voices of our world, but instead listen to the voice of Jesus, follow him and grow in lives of gratitude and generosity for all. Thanks for tuning in to the Prince of Peace podcast. I hope that today's message has brought comfort and inspiration to your life. Have a great rest of the week.